You're listening to the Leadership Upside Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Carriger. On this podcast, we discuss what successful leaders are doing, saying, and thinking. Now let's dive in. Our guest today is Chad Becker. Chad is an owner-operator at a soon-to-be-open second location with Stretch Fusion located in Knoxville, Tennessee. Chad, welcome to Leadership Upside. Great. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Chad, let's, before we discuss your work at Stretch Fusion, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, including your professional background? Uh, yes, I'm a graduate of UT, so my blood does bleed orange. I uh, got my master's degree there in safety, got a background in allied health and uh, technological and adult ed, which is basically training. Um, I work for a, uh, a Department of Energy contractor, manage facilities there. I... Uh, Got a background in safety, health, wellness, ergonomics, training, security, and facilities management. Um, this whole, the stretch fusion is something that's fairly new. I've got into this uh, as, as recent as October of last year uh, and just starting to branch out on doing this on kind of on the side. I mean, it's or it is on the side. You know, it's like a lot of us during the COVID, we kind of reevaluated our, you know, what our passions are and what we want to do that you care about the great resignation. Well, I, I didn't resign. I just did a career ad instead of a career change. Chad, uh, so many people have have mentioned to me uh, in the post-COVID or in the latter part of, of this uh, season we've been in, uh, just what you said, uh, think, rethinking uh, their professional journey. Uh, I think for a while there have been uh, more and more people who have had a side gig, a second business, uh, a second uh, job. And and sometimes that's just for economic reasons. And other times it's to begin preparing for a potential career change at some point, launching their own business. Uh, I know so many people doing that. Well, you've done it. You, uh, you're still working uh, at your, quote, day job or main job, but yeah. you have transformed a side business where you were a, a mobility trainer, you were an employee, you were a, you were someone who was working in a business that was really an area of your passion. I've enjoyed hearing you describe how much you just enjoy the work, but that's transformed. And now you're becoming an owner operator of a soon to be open second location. Walk us through that journey. How did that come to be? Okay. Well, I had uh, some pretty significant shoulder surgery about a year and a half ago. Went through physical therapy, still had a lot of limited mobility, um, not very good range of motion. It was killing my golf game. Uh, and my buddy, um, Shane Cox, who is the owner of uh, Stretch Fusion, I've known him for 10 plus years. You know, we've done stuff in Haiti together. I've uh, been really good friends, do daily devotions with each other. And he said, hey, why don't you come in and try this stretching out? And I was like, what what is that and he said well you know we work on your mobility and increase your range of motion and i think it could really benefit you with your shoulder issues you know because when you get physical therapy they focus on the shoulder but a lot of the issues are tied to the whole fascial muscle net where you've got back and shoulder and neck and everything else is tied together so i came in and gave it a try and started coming every week and noticed a, a tremendous increase in range of motion and functionality and hitting the golf ball a lot further uh, than I'd ever hit it before. Um, so I just, uh, I, I told him one day over lunch, I was like, man, I love this. It, it's, it reminds me 
of what I used to do when I had ergonomics, you know, where I would go to people's workstation and I basically kind of evaluate what's causing them these issues that develop neck and shoulder pain or back pain or carpal tunnel and trying to fix that. And I said, I, I, I really enjoy this. I think I could do that. He said, well, why don't you get certified, which is a, you know, it's a pretty significant uh, certification to go through. Um, but he said he would, he'd cover the cost and I could just do it whenever I had time, like on the weekends or on the Fridays that I have off. And um, so I did, I jumped in and as of October of last year, I started doing stretching. I do it like, you know, every other Friday off, I do it on my Saturday mornings and I've just really, really enjoyed helping people. I mean, it just brings me a joy. I felt like I was missing when I didn't have the, uh, where I used to do the ergonomic evaluation. So um, this progressed more and more and, and the business has just really done very well. We've had so many people coming in wanting to, to have the same experience I had. And I've, just nearly every person that comes in comes back, you know, because they get results. And I could go on and on with all the results I've had and, and uh, with uh, helping people. And it just, it got to the point where we felt like, you know, we really should branch out and look for another location where we can help even more people. So that's how we've gotten to this point where we're opening a location in Farragut. Our primary location is in Bearden. And now we're looking at a location in Farragut. We've signed a lease on and we'll open soon. Chad, there's a few things I want to draw out of out of what you just said. First of all, um, every golfer that's listening, when you talked about hitting the golf ball further, um, they I'm sure they turned up the volume a little bit. And and uh, we do want to talk about the actual significance from a health standpoint for professionals um, in just a minute. But there were a few things I pulled out of what you just said. As I noted a moment ago, I have. Um, frequently I have people who will, because I own my own business, people will, will say something about, oh, I'd love to own my own business. And you're moving into a direction of, of uh, being an owner operator, even though you, you will still be doing this as a second business or a second source of income, um, you are increasing your investment and leadership responsibilities. There were a few things you said that I, I think are worth noting um, you know, you were willing to work to um, gain a certification. And so a lot of times when we want to start a new venture, uh, it's not just as simple as saying, hey, I believe I'll just start doing something. There's, there's usually um, sacrifices to be made. There's a cost to be paid. There, in order to get to do what you want to get to do, there's a price to be paid first. And for many people, um, that's where the dream can um, you know begin to wane a little bit because when it's just a dream, it's 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 just doing the business and and when, then when we start looking into okay, what would I need to do in order to be effective or successful at that business? You mentioned getting a certification and all that went into that. You mentioned working on the weekends and your day off, and I just want to note that as people are listening and considering, hey, I'd like to do what Chad's done. I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, start a second, uh, you know, source of income or a side gig or or be begin to build my own business. Well, I think it's absolutely possible. And many people do it. And I'm always cheering those people on. But I think we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't know. Quite often, there's a sacrifice, an investment, a price to be paid uh, in order to get to do what you want to do. Um, 
So kudos to you for what you uh, have done, uh, the investment you made uh, in order to get to do that. I want to now talk for a moment about the health aspect of what you do. Um, So many of those listening uh, are in professional roles where uh, much of their work I envision is a lot like my own. I, I, I don't do much physical labor in my professional work. Um, th- there's not um, as much uh, physical movement or activity. Uh, it's more sedentary. Uh, quite often, it's, it's with me seated, and I envision many others are seated or at least not active. Chad, talk to us as an expert, as a mobility trainer, about the significance of mobility and flexibility, especially for those of us who are in professional roles where we don't naturally get a lot of mobility each day. Okay. Yeah. And when I dealt with ergonomics, and this was back when people, most people were in the workplace pre-COVID, I would always tell people, you need to get up and move around. It doesn't matter if you go to, you know, get up and walk or do a different activity because if you sit all day long, you get cumulative trauma disorders, whether it's neck pain, back pain, uh, carpal tunnel, tendonitis, things like that that will just accumulate. Um, it's it's always good to, to take time to stand. I think there's like over 60 chronic illnesses and diseases associated with sitting all day. So what have we done in this pandemic era? Most people are working for, well, not most people, a lot of people that went into the office that did office-type jobs are working from home. And they're not probably in the most ideal situation. They're sitting at their their kitchen table or they're sitting at a dining room table. They're sitting in a hard chair that's not adjustable. And they're not getting up and moving around. They're not getting up and going to the next meeting. They're basically clicking out of one and clicking into the other. So I've seen a lot of issues related to that as people have come in and they say, yeah, I'm working from home. I feel all this tension in my neck and back. You can see it in their posture, their whole what we call the front fascial net which is like the shoulders and neck and head are just folding forward. You know, they're just all rolling forward. And that's causing people to have back pain and neck pain and shoulder pain um, from sitting all day. So, you know, like I did in ergonomics where I'd go around and I'd show people, you know, let's adjust your chair so you're not in that, pos- that posture where your shoulders are shrugged up all day. Or you've got your feet from on the floor so you're dissipating some of that pressure off your lower back when you're sitting. Or... You know, let's get you in a standing situation for a little while so that you're not sitting all day. And while you're standing, put one of your feet up on a footstool so you can dissipate some of that pressure a little bit. So I don't have that opportunity to do that in the workplace. So now I've got the opportunity to kind of talk to people about, hey, let's fix your problem. But let's also talk about what may be causing the problem and kind of talk them through some fixes they can do to, to, to help themselves. Okay, Chad, you've opened up a, a, a door here, and I want to I want to walk through it. I'm fascinated by this. Um, you know, I, I've observed that uh, numerous uh, older people uh, begin to have a posture where they're more bent over. Um, right. Is there a way to take action um, earlier uh, in life? Uh, before one reaches a point where your posture, you're walking more bent over, you're hunched over. How do you avoid that? Well, I mean, some of those things are going to be, they're going to be medical issues, scoliosis, things like that. But you can still, you can still be, um, take steps to avoid that, whether it's it's working out and strengthening your muscles. 
Um, the things like we do, like the stretching, the traction that we do, it opens up the joint capsules. It gives you more flexibility. Um, I do like a, a posture analysis before I start stretching someone. So I take a photo, it shows their posture, and then I do one afterwards. And, and you can see some remarkable changes, even in one session, but after multiple sessions, you can see they're getting more upright um, because you're working on getting that, that fascial net open back up the way it's supposed to be you're working on getting those joints open back up you know when i have them uh, before i start stretching i do an assessment too to check their leg length and their hip height and rotation and it's not surprising to find somebody whose legs longer than the other the hips rotated so if you don't address those problems early on the older you get the more you're going to just kind of start to fold in basically you like that posture you're talking about you know, like if you've got that neck issue that leads to the hip issue, that leads to the back issue, that leads to the shoulder issue. I mean, you kind of, it's kind of like a zigzag through the body where you just feel one thing just kind of leads to another. And if you don't address that, um, you know, wh- whether it's working out or stretching or coming in and getting stretched by us or, or whatever, you know, to, to take care of those things early on, you're going to wind up in that kind of, kind of situation over in life. Chad, this next question may be uh, utterly random, and 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 if it's just something you you really can't offer suggestions to, we'll, we'll move on. Let's imagine that someone tomorrow was going to purchase an office chair. It's the chair they're going to be in the bulk of every workday, and not necessarily a brand. But let's say this person was were one of your clients and they said, hey, Chad, I'm going to buy a chair. Do you have any suggestions of what I should get or shouldn't get in how, in the chair I'm going to use at work? I, yes, actually. I mean, and I, I could almost get to the point of recommending brands, but um, I, I always caution people. Every chair will be labeled ergonomic. If it goes up and down, they will label it ergonomic. Um, you want a chair that's going to, that's going to be durable because you can go to some of these office supply chairs and get a chair for less than hundred dollars. If you do, it's probably not going to last more than a year. The lift's going to give out. You want something that, that adjusts up and down. You want something with good padding, a waterfall front, which is where the, the front of the seat pan kind of concaves down. That way it doesn't put pressure on the back of your legs. If, if you can get one where the seat pan slides back and forth, that's really good because for someone tall like myself, you want it further out. You definitely want something that gives good lumbar support that can adjust up and down for the different height of a person. Um, if it's got armrest, you want armrest that will go up and down as well. Preferably, I would get something without armrest that's not in the way. Uh, but if you do have it, you always want to have that flexibility and adjustments. So those would be some of the primary things. And you, know, you can get stuff with the head support and things like that. I'm not really big into that. I'm just more in the in the proper support of the of the body. Okay, awesome. That was helpful, uh, Chad. I appreciate it. Uh, last uh, question, really, um, about uh, seating or being being seated. Um, airplanes. Um, I, I do a, a, a you know a, a minimal amount of flying, but a dozen flights a year or whatever, and. Airplane seats for me, I'm I'm six two, are pretty uncomfortable. Um, I don't sleep on planes because of the neck uh, situation. It's just uncomfortable to me. And when I, uh, if the flight is more than a couple of hours, man, I'm pretty stiff 
when that flight is over. If you got any suggestions for frequent flyers, more than me, but someone who might be flying quite a bit, uh, are, are there any suggestions you would make for people when the flight's over or or during the flight? You know, I, I've heard people recommend, hey, every hour, get up and move around. Uh, any suggestions for fre- frequent flyers? My suggestions don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I feel your pain. I'm six foot five. I flew a lot, a considerable amount from my last job. That's part of the reason I got out of it. Um, airplane seats are not comfortable. The padding's not very thick. Unless you lean the, lean the chair back into the knees of the person behind you, which I'm always the person behind you that feels that pain. You can't, you're, you're sitting upright the whole time. Now, some of the, the planes now, I've noticed the headrests will kind of adjust up and down and fold in. Uh, but some people don't even realize it unless they get to it. But I would suggest, you know, even getting something like a small towel or blanket, roll it up, put it behind you to give you a little bit of lumbar support. Stretch your legs, toes out as much as you can, periodically get some movement. You know, you hear people have developed blood clots um, from traveling too much. So it's always good to get some movement in your legs. And yes, I do recommend you stand up periodically if you can uh, to move around. Drink plenty of water pre-flight and definitely after flight. That's really good. And if you can, when you get off, I do suggest to do some stretches because you are um, confined in that space for a long period of time. Excellent. Chad, let's, let's talk about um, leadership from this vantage point. Um, you are um, opening a second location of Stretch Fusion. You're an owner operator there. And let's begin with this question. Um, what do you want uh, the environment or culture of this new location of Stretch Fusion to be known for for both your staff and your clients? Well, when the clients come in, I want them to feel at peace, you know, relaxation uh, and escape from their daily stress. I mean, we, we try to make it like a spa type environment. So you're going to come in. It's going to be a little bit lower light. You're going to have the spa type music. You're going to let us do all the work. When we do the stretches, you just relax. I mean, I've got multiple people that fall asleep during the session. Most sessions are about an hour long. Um, some people say it's kind of like a yoga massage um, combo, <laughs> the way it the way it works out. So you want them to come in and feel relaxed. We've got you know a sauna, infrared sauna. We've got massage chairs. We've got compression therapy. So we've got everything that we can do to to make the person feel, you know, relaxed. As far as employees, you want to give them a good environment. You want to try to um, provide them the tools they need to do their their job. You want to give them the flexibility to schedule clients when they can and can't so that they can schedule their own breaks or or, um, schedule on days that works for them and times that work for them. So you want to give them that flexibility, but you always want to listen to to what they say they may say hey you know it make more sense if we put this piece of equipment here or if we got this new type of equipment or hey i read this article about this what do you think about that so you always want to take the opportunity to listen to your staff because they're the ones that are in the the heat of it they know they know more than anybody else what the needs are and what the concerns are chad let's expand on that uh question for a moment um, if you just pulled up to 10,000 feet and you were going to share some of your uh, real core principles of leadership as you think about leading your team 
at this new location. What are those pillars of your leadership philosophy? Well, I mean, I, I try to think I've been in management probably at least 30 years, and you always want to hire people with strong um, character and confidence. You can train on skills to a certain extent, but you cannot train for integrity. So you always want to start with good people. You want to surround yourself with people that, I mean, I try to surround myself with people smarter than me. I mean, I don't want a bunch of me's running around. I want somebody that knows better than me. I want them to have these these core competencies and skill sets that I don't have because I don't know it all and I can't do it all. And so I don't like to, I don't like to micromanage for that reason. I want, I want people I can trust. You give them an assignment, they know what they got to do. They know how to do it the best. And you want to be able to trust them with that. And you want to have that communication back and forth, you know, no matter what, what management position, you know, it is, whether it's with stretch fusion or wherever else I've worked. Um, one of the, uh, the things I look for in people, you know, I talked about character and integrity. One of the sample interview questions I ask people that I think is the most telling of anything is who is your role model and why? Cause it tells a lot about the person, you know, depending on who the role model is and, and the reasons. I mean, it could, I, and, and, and I, it is actually a question I get a lot of tears from, you know, people, when they tell their, their heart and soul, you know, you know, my dad's my role model because of, or my grandfather was my role model or my mom's my role model. And they tell you why you kind of see what their, what their heart is and what the integrity part of it is. But as far as the leader, you know, like I said earlier, take time to, to listen. Don't don't be a bully leader. You know, I've had those kind of leaders where the, the first thing when they ask for your input is they say, correct me if I'm wrong, but, or this is what I think is best. What do you think? And that's not the type of leadership that I think is good because it kind of, it, it tells the person you don't want to hear what they got to say. My way is the right way is the way, what they're hearing. And they don't want to be hurt. So you, I always try to make sure I don't do that either. Uh, Chad, I'm I'm uh, just uh, applauding your in um, your priority on listening. Uh, so many so many of your uh, comments about leadership uh, in this interview uh, have been uh, in what you find to be the significance of listening to those um, you know on the front line, so to speak, who are doing the work. Um, uh, and, and the more we read about employee engagement and retention, um, listening continues to come up over and over again, because one of the ways we feel valued by people in general, and certainly by our boss at work, is if uh, when we uh, want to have a conversation of some significance about something, that we feel we have their attention, that they're listening and practicing all of the attributes of active listening and, and demonstrating a real interest in what's being said. So uh, I applaud your perspective around listening. Chad, it's Thank an you. exciting time for you as you uh, are are soon opening this, this uh, second location. And for all those who are listening that are in the Knoxville, Tennessee market, this location in Farragut is just a uh, a great space. Um, if you're familiar with where Fresh Market is, it's going to be in that that same shopping center. And um, man, that is an awesome area in a in a vibrant um, uh, part of Knoxville, the Farragut uh, location. So, congratulations to you and uh, what's going on in your leadership journey and and professionally. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? 
during this interview. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I would like to encourage people to, to always learn and grow. Like, for example, you know, Chuck and I um, got the opportunity to, to do um, a recent uh, Leadership Oak Ridge event for two days and hearing from other leaders and learning their leadership style. I, I, I got lots of tools to put in my tool belt from that. I always, I always want to learn. You always want to listen. You always want to learn. We're always learning. Um, and you, you just try to, to be the best you can. So I just wanted, wanted to share that. And I appreciate you uh, giving me this opportunity and sharing about the business if anybody is interested in, in learning more about it. I suggest you go to um, stretchfusion.com. You can check it out there and see what it's all about. Chad, thanks so much for being on Leadership Upside. Thank you for the opportunity, Chuck. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leadership Upside, where we discuss what successful business leaders in diverse organizations are doing, saying, and thinking. Today, our guest has been Chad Becker. For more information about Stretch Fusion or to contact Chad, you can email him at chad at stretchfusion.com. Until next time on Leadership Upside, I'm Chuck Carringer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Head over to chuckcarringer.com for more information.